Hello, great to see you there, and welcome to the inaugural episode of Path to Abundant Living. I'm your host, Ryan Ruff. In a few minutes, I'll be bringing on the stars of our show. That's Scott Morrison and Matt Nordman, the managing partners of Morrison, Nordman, and Associates. But first, I'd love to do a little bit of housekeeping with you, our listeners, our viewers, and give you a gist of, of what you can expect on this show moving forward. Each episode, Matt, Scott, and I are going to be breaking down a complex financial topic. We're going to be tapping into their years of industry experience and breaking down these topics into way more manageable terms. I mean, let's face it, financial discussions, wealth management discussions, they are loaded topics. There's a lot to unpack within these topics. And at the end of the day, these are dollars and cents. These are black and white numbers that really mean a lot to us. So luckily, we've got their expertise that we can lean on to help us through some of these conversations. And we've got a great episode to start with you today, really a topic that can apply to just about everybody in one way, shape or form. So with that, let's go ahead and bring on the stars of our show, Mr. Scott Morrison and Matt Nordman. Guys, great to see you. Great to have you here. Thanks for coming aboard today. Hey, great to see you, Ryan. Thank you, Ryan. Yeah, well, hey, look, the name of the show, Path to Abundant Living, that's really what we are trying to get our listeners, our viewers on that path towards. So, First topic of the day, you know, it really is a, as I had mentioned just a moment ago, it is an all-encompassing topic. It's one that people should be really considering at any, you know, step in the road towards that path to abundant living, especially given, you know, the climate in the last year. I mean, you want to talk about uncertainty? You want to talk about tumultuous times? Think about the last year, the COVID-19 pandemic, the uncertainty around the presidential election and what that could do to the market. There's just so much out there that we just weren't certain of. So, so naturally, we're keeping our dollars and cents close to our vest. We're trying to find ways to make smart, educated decisions. But hey, that's tough to do sometimes when you're on your own. And luckily, we've got you guys here to help us with that today. So guys, with everything going on, really politically, economically, like I mentioned, there are a lot of affluent families today that are, are worried. And they're wondering if you know they are making the best decisions you know, for their finances, for their money, for their family. So let's start by talking about what people can be doing right now, uh, you know, to protect their money and give them a little bit of peace of mind when it comes to their finances. What, what can they be doing? Uh, that's a great question, Ryan. And, and, and you touched on it, that, that there's, there's always political, economic, and social uncertainty in the world in this past 12, 14, 16 months is no different. And, and you can always point to something that's happening in the world and in, in each of these areas and 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 sometimes we approach the cliff and it looks like we're going to go over and so naturally we're like okay what if anything should i be doing and so i have a plan in place or if i don't have a plan in place it's like okay maybe what you should be looking at is is a stress test and and a stress test is where where we we talk about the the super rich 500 million and above they're constantly playing the the what if game and and in light of everything that happened in the world this past year, a lot more people are saying, well, what if, what if? And and it's not just those things in our own lives. You know, maybe we have we've lost a loved one or if you have a business, there's a, a potential of a lawsuit. And what should I be concerned about? And 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 kind of looking at all these different areas and saying, OK, is is the plan that I have in place? Am I 100 percent confident that it's going to get me to where I I need to go and, and achieve all that we're trying to achieve. And if it's not, then then maybe a stress test might be right for you. Sure. So so 
you know, Matt, it sounds like this stress testing process is really, you know, something important to consider, uh, you know, and it's something that the super rich are commonly doing and practicing to help them ensure that their financial management is on track, ready to make those big decisions whenever they come to those points. But why, why, in your guys' opinion, why is this such a valuable process that affluent families, you know, should be considering right now, given all that uncertainty that's been going on in our world lately? Well, yes, 20, 2020 has been a very stressful year and much like anybody who would want to you know have their their uh, uh their doctor assess their health you want to do that same thing with yourself financially and i think that one of the things that we've seen is the all of the emotion that's behind 2020 whether it be the pandemic of course has, has been a stressor it's something that nobody can can actually plan for uh we don't necessarily plan for the you know what those things are going to be when they're going to happen we just know that there's going to be uncertainty. And so we need to plan for that uncertainty. Um, and, and much like the affluent people do, they want to give you lots of different hypotheticals of what if. And so with a stress test, essentially what we can do is we can, we can put together different hypotheticals, inject them into a plan, and see what those probable outcomes might be. Um, I think one of the best examples also would have been, the you know, given 2020 with the pandemic, you also had a, an election year coming up. You had uh, a lot of different stressors in terms of where your your political leanings lie and whether a new administration is going to change some things that that uh, you think is going to put pot uh, potential stress on your on your plan. So mm -hmm. um, we can do lots of different things there to um, inject different you know tax ramifications, for example. Um, so it's it's all about the same kind of the same reasons why you would go to a, a, a your physician to have a stress test on your heart. You would do the same thing with your financial plan. Let's test for all outcomes, as many as we can think of, inject them into the plan, um, have some idea what those probable outcomes are, and then be able to put a, a, uh, a plan together. Right. I mean, it sounds like a pretty comprehensive process, guys. You know, at the end of the day, there are a lot of variables at play during someone's wealth management, asset management. So, it's, yes, like I said, it, it sounds like it is, you know, a more complex or, or uh, you know, in-depth process that can be used to evaluate several different things. Uh, you know, Matt, could you share maybe a, a three of the main ways, if you will, that this process can sure. be utilized? Yeah, so so when when someone is is looking at at their existing plan, the first way is, okay, here's here's the plan. Is it gonna and this is what I'm we're trying to achieve. will will it get us to that point? And that's a pretty straightforward, and we're all that way saying, well, this is what I'm doing, and this is what I want, where I want to be, is it going to get me there? And then then the other way is, okay, well, maybe there's a new strategy or a solution. You know, you're talking with your friends or maybe another professional, and they're saying, hey, this is what you should be looking at. You know, we all go to the party and talk to friends, and, and nobody pays taxes, right? It's, you know, we talk to our friends, and nobody, well, how, how are they doing that? And so maybe it's it's looking at something like that. And, and the third way is, which a lot of people also are concerned is, what am I missing out on? It's, I don't know what I don't know. Mm -hmm. And so if I don't know these things, maybe I should be talking with a professional to say, here's where we are. Is there something we're missing? And so kind of looking at those three areas and saying, okay, either this plan, this plan, or this plan, is, is it doing what you want? Are you missing out on anything? And, and maybe there's extra things that you should be looking at or or actually removing from your plan that that could be harming you 
Sure. So, so Matt, as our educate, or I mean, as our uh, audience is getting an education really on this this concept of stress testing, you know, uh, could you give me maybe an example, uh, you know, of of, and this could be real life or even hypothetical for that matter, of why someone was prompted to come into your office for a stress test? You know, were they worried about something in particular? You know, what prompted somebody to, um, you know, engage in this process? I'm, I'm going to throw it over to Scott because he has a fantastic example from this past year. Yeah. I mean, there was, there was some significant legislation that was passed in this last year, some of it even prior to the pandemic with the uh, SECURE Act, but then some legislation that passed in response to the pandemic called the CARES Act. And uh, we had, you know, we've had a client where uh, she's always been concerned about <clears throat> required minimum distributions in her IRA. Uh, income that she really doesn't need nor wants to be taxed on and would prefer to have it uh, be passed on to her heirs. And so with the, with the SECURE Act, essentially it, it pushed the, the RMD age back from 70 and a half to 72. So that, that in effect was something that we could inject into a stress test. And then the second thing would have been that following the, you know, the, when the pandemic really kind of you know, caused the market to drop as much as it did, as much as 30% in equities uh, in March, there was an opportunity to collaboratively work with uh, the CPAs to say, okay, well, where's, where are these IRA account values? And, mm -hmm. and if they're as low as they are, given that we have, uh, you know, a Roth conversion privilege, is there, a, is there an opportunity here to convert a, an IRA into a Roth IRA and then uh, be able to use that Roth IRA during any kind of market recovery, as we we certainly would be optimistic about, uh, you know, the the solutions to the pandemic, vaccinations going forward, that kind of thing. Where, you know, having an eye on the future and and that normalcy will come back. That with that recovery, that recovery can come back tax free in a Roth IRA. So mm -hmm. it was just one example where you know as much as what was going on uh, and caused enough emotion for that client. It was something where they could come in, do the stress test, and recognize an opportunity uh, in that, you know, in that conflict. So, uh, it ended up being a, a really good story in the end. Yeah. So, you know, there's a lot going on here when it comes to what could prompt somebody that is, to come in, to sit down with you guys, go through that stress test property. Uh, now, maybe let's shift gears uh, just a touch and, and see if, could you guys provide me maybe an example of a stress test that you guys did conduct that maybe really helped somebody or, or borderline saved somebody from making a mistake uh, that ultimately, you know, you guys helped improve their financial situation. This could be, again, a real life or even a hypothetical example for that matter, but do you have an example of how the stress testing process could really benefit somebody um, in one way or another? So I know Scott mentioned the, the one client who came in and, and really saved, I know, and, and he can expand on it. It's the, her goal was to leave a, a significant money to heirs, but in a, in a tax efficient way. And so by as painful as it was to see, you know, you know, the, the market and, and account values drop 20 or 30% for some um, people, but it was an opportunity and I'll let Scott tell a little bit more. Well, yeah. And, and I guess that was, that was kind of my last, uh, um, example, uh, was that in, in doing that, there was a real consequence, taxable consequence. There was a, there was a tax to pay. And I'm certain that, uh, 
uh, at this time in April, um, that consequence is becoming very real. But oh, at yeah. the same time, the the growth that has happened since April, now that, that same client is now looking at account values that have not only uh, recovered, but have now surpassed her, her account value uh, before the pandemic. And all of that growth has now been tax-free. And all of that growth can now be passed on to her children without a tax and that and, and under the new SECURE Act can grow that for an additional 10 years tax-free. So it accomplished uh, just about everything she wanted in that example. And yeah. so working, like, like Scott was saying, working, working with the CPA, it's like, okay, you're gonna take a tax hit now, but it's gonna be significantly less today, even in, especially in light of everything that was going on last March and April. And now your right. kids are gonna get all this money significantly more tax-free. Hey, and it sounds like this whole process never would have benefited that individual at the level that it did had she not come in to sit down to talk with you guys about this process. So, you know, regardless, and, and, you know, really the gist of the whole conversation today is regardless of whether or not you fit into that super rich category, that 500 million or more, this is still a process that can be utilized for anybody because in one way, shape or another, it's going to help you. Um, guys, kind of to uh, switch gears now into the really the inner workings of the stress testing process. What, you know, Matt, I'll throw this one over to you. Uh, what are kind of the keys to making sure you have a stress test done well? I'm sure a lot, everybody's doing them. How do you, how do you do them well? So <laughs> when you say everybody's doing them, yes, we are. I don't know if everybody is. <laughs> Touche. So the, uh, the, 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 the biggest key is, is information and information from, from both sides, but, but most importantly from you saying we're going to ask a lot of questions and and really getting really good information in that exchange to say okay what are the most important things to you what are your biggest concerns what are you trying to achieve as as well as okay yeah account statements and those kinds of things but it, it, it's really getting down deep in in information and working together Sure, sure. Now we've heard about uh, the how the human element. I mean, we we see just the human element coming into play in so many different businesses today. You know, people want to feel like a human being. They don't want to feel like another number as another invoice for the company. So the human element plays a, a lot of roles in so many different businesses today. Now, in terms of the wealth management, or rather the stress testing process specifically, you know, uh, could you tell us a little bit about why that? comes into play, the human element that is, and why it might be important to consider when going through the stress testing process? That, that's a, that's okay. a really good question. So uh, with what we see, you know, historically, you know, someone would hand you a, a risk tolerance questionnaire and say, well, Ryan, how do you feel about this if your account would? And, and so really what we want to know is, well, how does it affect me? And, and really all the things that that we are trying to do as a, as a family or as a business or whatever it might be and, and really delving into that human side of things and, and, and building that trust because it's, it's built and, and it's earned. It's not just given, but really delving into that human side of, okay, what really is most important to you and what are those big concerns in your life that could keep you from uh, achieving those things? 
Mm-hmm. So it sounds like, you know, really diving into the inner workings of your clients' lives, understanding, you know, their not only, of course, their financial situation, but their personal goals, their personal aspirations, the things that they want to do with their money and their life, for that matter, are going to play a role in overall wealth management as well as this stress testing process. So could you, can we dive into what that conversation might look like? Really, how do you guys go about getting to the heart of your client's goals and values that is to really, to understand kind of what is most important to them? How, how do you walk that conversation? How does that happen? You want to start with that, Scott? Sure. Um, I think that number one in that discovery, that first discovery meeting as part of the wealth management process, that interview that Matt is, is talking about anytime it's that first that first face-to-face meeting, um, you as the advisor understand, and you understand that the client is coming with some some anxiety to begin with. This is a new person, and they're about to share their financial story, and not even sure whether they're going to still be, whether they're going to be working with that person at the end of the meeting. So it's one of those things where not only do we have a discovery meeting, if it leads to um, a relationship, that's that's great, and we have we have a platform from which to start planning. But even more importantly, we have a rediscovery meeting, which is probably as closely related to the stress test as anything else, because as that relationship grows and the vulnerabilities you know, within the relationship start to dissipate a little bit, then, then there's, there's more trust there and there's more sharing. And, and I can think of an example where you know, a client presented, he and his wife uh, presented to me initially with, well, do we have enough and, uh, to retire on and we'll be able to live comfortably? But as, as those you know, that relationship strengthened, what they really wanted to know was, do we have enough and can we still take care of our special needs child? Uh, you know, that, that wasn't as much of a discussion in the first discovery meeting. Uh, so it's, it's kind of one of those things where like any relationship, it has to grow. And with that growth um, and there's more trust and there's more sharing. And so the, the stress testing can obviously kind of uncover some of that and then planning, you know, more more uh, extensive planning can be done for for situations where it's not just about this husband's and in this example, this husband and wife and their, you know, their their uh, goals and aspirations for retirement for themselves. But how do they go about uh, lifting that that retirement where the reliable income stream and also protect and and take care of the well being of their special needs daughter? It was. It was it was great to to help them through that entire process and and like Scott said it it built from building that trust and and you know saying okay what are those most important things and and really delving into it and and it's it's worked out fantastic. And we had sure. to, we had to inject you know the different hypotheticals into that stress test would would be. You know, well, what happens if one spouse dies before the other? What if they, what if they have the kind of longevity that they want to have and they live deep into their retirement? What if they don't? Um, how do how do each of those different scenarios play out given their current uh, financial plan uh, for not just for themselves or their surviving spouse, but for their daughter? And uh, how how if there's any gaps in that plan, do we do we fill those and make sure that uh, everyone you know, gets as much out of that plan as they can. 
Sure. There, it sounds like guys there, you know, there are so many things to consider throughout the stress testing process and the conversations that take place, especially during that initial discovery meeting with you guys. Uh, you know, you're, you're bringing up and asking questions to a client that the client hasn't even thought of, uh, you know, yeah. in a lot of these cases. And, you know, that, you know, in their mind, I mean, Scott, you hit the nail on the head where they're already coming into the conversation with a little bit of anxiety. I mean, some of these questions are only going to, you know, reinforce that. But I feel like your approach, you guys really work with the individual to say, yeah, some of this is a little daunting. I get that. But let's go ahead and knock this out. Let's position you so that if this happens, we're okay. And if this happens, we're okay. That's really the gist of the stress testing process that at least I'm gathering from this, from this talk today. So we've been talking about how this, this stress testing process is commonly used among the super rich, you know, those, those people in that classification of $500 million or more in their net worth. Uh, you know, obviously they have a tremendous amount of access to expertise when you have that kind of capital, but could you share a lesson or two that could be learned from this group of people who have that access to that expertise when it comes to this whole area of stress testing? Sure. It, you know, we see in the news all the time um, when when Aretha Franklin passes away or Prince, the I don't have they, their estate plan while they're worth hundreds of millions of dollars that that they don't have. You, you would think like you had said, Ryan, they, they have access to. The, the top experts in the world, and yet their estate plan is a mess. And one example that you know I bring up all the time is um, the used to be the owner of the Miami Dolphins. If you're a sports fan, his name was Joe Robbie, and and built uh, the what was Joe Robbie Stadium in Miami with his own money. Didn't use the the city or tax dollars or anything like that. And fast forward a few years, well he he passes away. And had a little estate plan, estate planning done, but but ultimately, the family had to liquidate and sell the dolphins as well as the stadium and all this at, at rock bottom prices to pay a forty at the time a forty seven million dollar tax bill. Well, the guy spends his whole life building this up, and and within just a, within two years of him passing away, it was you know I don't want to say wiped out, but a significant portion was wiped out, and so you know, take that from the super rich and say, okay, when, when you see someone who has, you know, built up their, their family and whether it's the family business or, you know, I, I think of my own dad who passed away about five and a half years ago, he was given from his parents of, you know, a certain amount of money when they passed away. And he's like, I want to make sure that I, you know, have that same amount or more to be able to pass on to what ended up being, you know, myself and my siblings, not, it wasn't $500 million. I can tell you that <laughs> to him, it was $500 million. And so that's the, the kind of the idea is, okay, playing that what if game of, okay, if these things happen, you know, what should we be doing? Sure. You know, it really sounds like at the end of the day, a conversation with the right people can save you, you know, name the, name the figure. I mean, that's really the end of the day is, is a conversation with those that are, you know, in a position to share their, their knowledge, their expert expertise, you know, of this, this process, this whole, uh, this whole area can really change your life for the better. Or, and maybe, maybe it isn't necessarily an immediate change, but at least it's an immediate preparation for something that could come that is either expected or unexpected. So stress testing process guys uh, to kind of 
you know, as we're shifting towards the end of our conversation here today regarding stress tests, why don't you guys, you know, walk me through what that stress testing experience would look like. Let's, you know, the game of hypotheticals here, you know, Ryan comes into your office to sit down and talk with you guys about having a stress test. What might that look like? What might that feel like for, you know, a client, you know, a prospective client like me, you know, what kind of questions do you bat lead off with and immediately start asking them when you meet the first time? Yeah, one of the one of the first questions that we like to ask is what's as a kid, you know, 8, 10, 12, 15 years old, whatever it might be, what's the first lesson you remember learning about money? And so and and just asked this question a few days ago of someone and 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 he remembers his dad when he was a kid, his dad would refinance the house, take the cash out, spend it, refinance and he watched this go on for a number of times. And, but then it got to the point where then there was a little bit of a downturn in the economy. And, and next thing you know, they lose the house. And so fast forward, you know, 10, 15, 20 years, well, this gentleman became a phenomenal saver. Well, you can point it back to, cause he said, he said, I watched what my dad did. And he said, I'm not going to do that. I'm never going to get myself in that situation. So, so the reason we ask that question is those, those things that you see as a kid and that you learn, they believe it or not, whether consciously or subconsciously, we carry those forward into adulthood. And so then we get into, okay, what are your, your biggest concerns about money and, and what, um, what's the best and worst financial decision you've made? And, and, and do you have pets? You know, people, sometimes they look at us, why, why do you care? And it's like, well, as we all know, some people love their pets. And, and for instance, there's, there's a gentleman, he has a tortoise. Well, and I don't know if you know anything about tortoises, which I know Scott does because his brother-in-law has some, they live a lot longer than we will sometimes, depending on when you get them. And so do you have anything and how important are they to you to care for them into the future? Mm-hmm. And so really delving into, you know, what you had mentioned earlier, some of these questions you're like, well, I'm not sure why, but it really plays into the decisions that you're making and, and what you're you're trying to achieve and figuring out, well, okay, what is what am I really concerned about with right. what we're trying to achieve? All right, guys, to wrap things up here, you know, you've asked the questions, you're gathering that kind of information from your client. What are they leaving with? What sort of analysis or assessment do they walk out the door with at the end of that meeting or at the end of the stress testing process as a whole, even? Well, essentially, after we've done a stress test, we've we've arrived at some solu- not not necessarily solutions, but we've certainly arrived at an understanding of where they are, and whether or not it's the the current plan is achieving what they they hoped it would. Uh, we've injected a number of different hypotheticals that maybe hadn't been thought of before, and each of those has come to some form of a conclusion that we're that we've now shared with the client. Uh, so if there's if there's a plan that's a good solid plan. Remember, oftentimes we're, we're talking to people who either got their, they have an existing advisor or they, they are looking for an advisor. If that plan is a good solid plan, it's an opportunity to say, hey, you know, there, there's, there's a good plan here and, and probably something you can have a, a, a continued conversation with your, with your uh, current advisor about. I mean, a stress test is really a second opinion. So uh, in that regard, you might very well be saying, hey, this is, this is not necessarily a good fit because you have an excellent plan and whoever's been putting this together for you, you, know, you, you might want to continue to work with. Uh, however, if there's gaps in the plan, you know, then, there's, then there's two different things that can happen. The gaps in the plan can then be talked, with the, uh, talked about with the current 
um, advisor, or we can certainly make recommendations and provide solutions uh, where there's an opportunity potentially to work with them going forward. So I would say that, you know, primarily it's, it's all about trying to find out if you're ahead, you're behind, or you're on track and, uh, and, and, and make, you know, adjustments in that regard as a result of uh, what you've discovered in the, the stress test. You know, Scott, you hit the nail on the head there. I was about to, I, you know, I was going to ask a quick little follow-up question in that, yes, adjustments was the key word there. It, a stress testing process doesn't certainly sound like a one-and-done kind of process. It's one of those things that you want to make sure you're actively going back, revisiting some of those conversations because, hey, nobody saw 2020 coming. Nobody thought we'd be having some of these conversations that we've been having today surrounding social distancing, masks, you name it. But all of that it came and it happened and we've had to adjust to it. We never saw it coming, but we had to react to it. And it sounds like, especially when it comes to your dollars and cents, you know, you can't expect the dynamic to stay the same all the time. Different things are going to happen. You're going to have to save, you're going to have to spend, but the best we can do is consistently look back at the portfolio, look back at your numbers and position yourself correctly. So guys, I really appreciate you sitting down with me for the conversation today. A lot of great information surrounding the idea of a stress test, you know, the, you know, what can be achieved by it, how the process goes and the fact that it's not just a practice for the super rich. This is a practice that anybody can be utilizing. We're just taking lessons learned from the super rich, things that helped them, things that, that only benefited them from going through this process. So I appreciate you guys sharing this with our audience today. So thank you for that. Hey, thanks, Ryan. Great to be here. Thank you. And we thank you, our listeners, for being a part of today's conversation. If you like what you saw, you like what you heard, feel free to check us out. Subscribe to any one of our channels. Uh, we're going to be, again, like I mentioned at the top of the show, diving into a new complex financial topic each month in each new episode. Scott, Matt, myself, we're going to unpack all that there is to discuss about this given topic uh, and really break things down for you in a more manageable and understandable way, ultimately. So for Scott and Matt, I'm Ryan saying so long, and we thank you for joining us for today's edition of path to abundant living. Securities offered through Securities America Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC. Advisory services offered through Securities America Advisors. Morrison, Norman & Associates and Securities America are separate entities. All investing involves risk, including the possible risk of principal.